your favorite toy truck nerds are back. Welcome to That Scale RC Show. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to this week's episode of That Scale RC Show. I'm your host, Adam, alongside with Jay and Travis. And guess what? We finally hit 69. Nice. Am I the only one excited for this? No, I'm pretty excited. I hope everyone else is excited because we've been talking about this for like 10 weeks. Is it? Is it like, bad? I'm at a 7 or an 8. <laughs> a 7 or an 8? On excitement. Oh. Somewhere between six and nine. Somewhere between <laughs> six. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually way better. Oh crap! Uh, does that stuff. mean we're gonna finally do it? <laughs> 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 oh shit! Order number sixty-nine. Dinner for two. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> 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 as you can see our level of maturity is shining tonight yeah it's there it's all there yeah. <laughs> um i don't know if we want to bust out the questions first but yeah, why not we have actually a decent amount yeah let's bust out the question since this one's going to be a free-for-all anyways um yeah. Cool. All right. Um, we'll just start off with Alex Sims. He says, happy Turkey day. Any advice on picking a charger? Only have two S and three S lipos right now. A dual charger would be cool. If cost effective, I'm looking to keep the price down around like around 60 bucks. Any brands to avoid? Ooh. Yeah. I don't know if that's Ooh, happening. That's, that's going to be hard, especially for a dual. Um, yeah, yeah, there, there really isn't any dual out there that are that cheap. You're going to need to bust out to about the hundred to excuse me, $150 mark. Yeah. Cause, um, is it Electron pro? I think that's the company. We just picked one up for Auburn. So that way we, in case I ever forgot my charger, cause I have a high tech four C, um, which is the four, um, battery charger, um, that actually I've had for probably going on four years now. Um, that thing's awesome because it can do multiple um, two-cell, three-cell, four-cell, whatever you have. Um, and it can do actually multiples, and they all don't have to be the same. Um, so I, I love that charger, but that thing was expensive. Even when I got it when I was um, with CKRC, even my cost then, it was close to like 200 and something dollars. So that was an expensive charger. And I do know that Hitech also has a dual charger – and I believe, is it the new dual charger has the capability of using a soldering iron? Oh, really? Oh, wow. I believe so. I'll have to look that up now that I'm talking about it. That's pretty um, rad because all those new little soldering irons that have like a little baby power supply and stuff, those are super cool. Yeah, so 
if I'm not mistaken, I think it does. Um, but then we were at Fast Track Hobbies up in Rockland, California, and I wanted to get a multi-charger to leave up there in case I ever forgot that one. Or if we ever wanted to charge six batteries, then we had the opportunity to do so. And um, they had, uh, I think it was Electron Pro, and it was a two-charger, and you had to buy the extra balancing board and power leads. And I think everything came to about 126. So, but what's that ProTech yeah. one run? The Travis one has an awesome ProTech one that I love. The one that I have retails for 250, but right now it's on sale for 199. You can get because um, I was looking this up actually in response to this question. Uh, hopefully, it's still the case by Friday when this episode comes out, which I imagine it would be given what day it is, but. On Amy, and you can get um, one of their, I think it's like the next model down dual charger, which is like the Prodigy 66 Duo. It's it's just not a, it's just not like a touchpad or, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's just not quite like the touchpad. It's like just got buttons um, up on top of it. Um, but it's still a dual charger and you can still charge them individually. And that one is on sale for $87.99. And Amy also has a, say, $5 on orders of 50 or more at the moment. So, um, I mean that usually usually retails for like one ten. So honestly, that's for getting fairly close to your price range. I mean that's a pretty good deal as well. So does that one need a power supply? I'm looking at it right now. I don't believe it does. I don't think so. I think these ones have an internal. That'd be a good charger for me because I'm still using that eye charger nuclear reactor that charges at like 25 amps yeah i don't think you need that anymore i think it I mean, would be nice good because it's little but that's about it i mean nothing's wrong with it yeah because like i'm looking right now on a mains their new the newer high-tech x2 um uh plus it's the black edition is 119 okay or 117 sorry um and it comes with, it almost looks like it comes with almost everything you need to charge, to actually charge two batteries. Because when I got my X4, not this X4, this X4 is the um, is the four port. Um, uh, the newer one, it's like looks nice and small. Mine's like big and bulky. Um, still about the same price, 224 bucks. But I remember mine, you had to get, it only came with two uh, chargers two, um, and two balancing boards. You had to get everything else. Right. I swear there was one, unless it's an older one, maybe I'll have to look this up. There was one. Cause I remember when I went into JJ customs the one time he had an X two and it had a built in soldering iron. Interesting. That's really cool if that's the case that would be awesome so that x2 has a built-in power supply and then yes the that protec um the 66 duo does have a built-in as well so that's pretty rad and it looks like you can use alligator clips and use the duo on your car battery too if you want yeah so i mean there's definitely plenty of options 
Um, that's the one I would get. I mean, it only goes up to six amps. That's the only thing. Like, I mean, for regular charging, that's fine. But like at races and stuff, I usually charge everything at 10 amps. Yeah. I mean, in theory, you shouldn't ever be needing to go higher than that anyways. But sometimes the yeah. circumstances just are what they are. But yeah, I mean, I mean, that's, that's honestly, that's what I would do. Cause yeah, trying to get a, a, a dual charger around 60 bucks and having it be worth anything I, that's a pretty big stretch. Okay, real quickly, I don't know if you can still get this. This might have been an old product that he had, but it was it was a multi charger X2, the AC Pro, and it does come with a soldering iron and its own little adapter thingy that goes into the center. So okay, um, it was actually pretty cool. It says this AC dual port charger has a 20 model memory, delivers 200 watts total power in AC mode and up to 300 watts total output in DC mode, capable of charging all battery. Uh, All-in-one charger advanced functions. For the only convenience, you can also configure your settings to keep an eye on charger parts. And additionally, it's equipped with a built-in heavy-duty 60-watt soldering iron with adjustable operating temperatures from 400 to 840 degrees Fahrenheit. Man, that's awesome. Wow. That's pretty cool, but like I said, I just don't know if you can get that one anymore. So I guess it's, that one's called High Tech X2 AC Pro. I'm going to actually look that up and see if... It's not AC on A-Main. A-Main doesn't have it. Yeah, see, they might not have it anymore. Yeah. But, yeah, that was, like I said, I saw it, and I thought that was pretty cool, but I guess you can't get it anymore. I mean, I'm on High Tech's actual website, um, and it doesn't say anything about buying it. It just tells you about the parts. Anyways, um, but yeah, so the only other charger that I saw, but the this was like one of the first chargers we ever did that um, had multiple tracks. This does make a multi uh, battery charger the problem is you have to have identical batteries that's how they do their multiple charging so like if you if you're charging a 3s you know 5000 milliamp battery the other battery has to be 3s 500 or 5000 milliamp you can't have like a 2s and a 3s going it's usually either dual uh two cell or dual three cell it's and they usually have to be the same but, um, yeah, and those are kind of inexpensive for what they are. Um, I should actually look this up, too. Not that I'm a big fan of them anymore, but Dynamite used to have some inexpensive multi-chargers. If you say anything bad about Dynamite, the Horizon Hobby Gods are going to strike down on you. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. So be careful. Yeah, see, here's the Dynamite Passport P2 is uh, 109. But like um, Travis was saying, the Protec Prodigy 66, that one's 87.99. So, and that one looks very similar to that Electron Pro that we picked up. Yeah. So, but yeah, so I hope that answers uh, your question about the multi-charger you're probably gonna have to spend a little bit more money than you want but yeah yeah absolutely um chris trudeau happy thanksgiving fellas huge thanks to you all for doing what you do thank you 
Turkey or ham, pumpkin pie or apple pie, what is on your wish list for Santa to bring you this year? Okay, who wants to start off? Well, I'm I'm no to all of the above, so. Same here. Really? Yeah, yeah. we're not Thanksgiving people. Oh, okay, well, I do turkey because I t- typically have ham at Christmas. Um, and then it, what did he say? It was pumpkin pie or apple pie? Yeah. Pumpkin pie for Thanksgiving, because same thing. We do apple pie for Christmas. So That's wild. Everything that everything that he's that is, yeah. Which one is we usually because we don't double up. Because back in the day we used to. I'm not kidding. Thanksgiving and Christmas used to be almost identical. We'd literally have um, turkey, ham, uh, mashed potatoes, stuffing, all that stuff. And then Christmas would come around, and we'd have the same stuff, and it was like deja vu. So then I think we finally started mixing it up and started eliminating the ham on Thanksgiving, and then we switched and had ham for Christmas dinner, and then, yeah. That's so much but, uh, work. I think that's why I don't do it. It's so much planning. Like, well, <laughs> okay, little fun fact. My family, my mom's one of eight, so these holidays are, yeah, so these holidays are like really big family getter, you know, get together opportunities. So we always kind of, you know, went all out. It has been a little different since um, my my grandfather passed away because we used to always do it at their house. And then when my grandma passed away, we still continued that tradition and stayed there and then once he passed away it's kind of been a little it has been a little more hectic so for the last like two years it's been a little hectic but that's fair but still um yeah so we like to get together and all that fun stuff this year's definitely been interesting i mean yeah yeah i mean i'm just staying home tomorrow and well we're we're actually doing that too this is actually going to be different for us we're actually staying here we're not actually going up to my um, aunt and uncles up in Cameron Park because they're for anybody who wants to go they're having a they're having Thanksgiving dinner this year and uh, we just kind of opted out since like I said my mom's one of eight um, the majority of the family will probably be there um, we just pr- are not gonna take you know any kind of risks or anything and heading up there and. You know, for stuff that we're all, everybody's unsure about, so. Yeah. For lack of better words. I'm all for pie, but I just can't get into turkey and stuff. Like, I mean, I'm old too, so I've probably eaten way more of it than you guys. And it just, I don't know. It's not my favorite food, so I just kind of don't care about it. I mean, Mm -hmm. as a general preference, I like pumpkin pie, but it's not like, well, it's Thanksgiving and it's Christmas. It's time to bust out the pumpkin pie. So, yeah, yeah, if it's there, I'll eat it though. Yeah, yeah, but I'm probably just gonna order a pizza tomorrow, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, my parent, my parents are doing a they're they're gonna do like I said, they got a small bird, they're not, you know, anybody who wanted to come over that's close by can, but I think it's just gonna be them, and I'll stop by for a plate, and that's it, dude. I laughed so hard at that video you send to the kid cleaning the turkey out. <laughs> I showed that to my sister and my mom and dude we were all just dying that was that poor kid that was so funny <laughs> okay so 
since we're on the topic of that, I guess we might as well say it. And since this is episode 69, um, so this kid, <laughs> he's, uh, I don't know why, but he's cleaning out or he's preparing the turkey for dinner. And um, when it all comes together, you know, everything's kind of shoved inside the turkey and you got to like pull it all out. Um, and he's like asking, you know, his mom, you know, is this turkey a boy or a girl? And they're like, and they're like, oh, we're, you know, we don't know. It's a little, you know, past that. So it's, you know, it's, it's a turkey just to just appreciate that it's a turkey. And basically then he pulls out the neck and he goes, um, I think this was a boy turkey. <laughs> and you just start busting up because, I mean, <laughs> he's like holding it there. Then he's staring at it. Then he starts gagging because he thinks that it that it's its tallywhacker. I was like, oh, my God, dude, this is this is great. It was so funny. She's like, "What? What is that? What do you think it is?" He's like, "It's a penis." <laughs> so great. <laughs> oh, that poor kid. <laughs> Scarred for life. So yeah, that was that was yeah. There, there's a lot of great uh, there's a lot of great ones out there. There's actually a meme. I probably should. I it was shared to me today. I'll probably share it tomorrow. So be on the lookout for that one. Um, basically, what it is is uh you know you know the dos equis guy who always did the i don't normally drink beer but when uh, i do it's dos equis. the most interesting man in the world yep yeah. the most interesting man in the world says i don't normally put bread cubes in the anal cavity of a large bird but when i do <laughs> it's on thanksgiving <laughs> oh god <laughs> yuck for the record, that guy's not that interesting. I read up on him quite a bit, and there's really nothing noteworthy. Oh, yeah? I smell a lawsuit coming on. That's some false advertising. <laughs> I don't think I'm taking on Dos Equis. <laughs> oh, yeah, probably not. For a multitude of reasons. Uh, <laughs> Jade Warburton, what was the last build slash project that you realized you were in over your head? Every goddamn one. Yeah, all of them is my answer, too. Yeah, I am so out of my element, basically, with everything that I do, just on a daily basis, that I just carry that theme throughout my life. Honestly, Jesus. I really only had one that I was in over my head. All these now, it's just all about time and just getting them done. But the worst one that I ever had, I want to say it was Axial Fest 2017. Um, I wanted to do something with the utility bed. So I was going to do like a, I, I had the Chevy cab and I had the utility bed and I was going to make like some crawler chase truck, but I couldn't make the rack to look right to save my life. I couldn't make the front bumper to look right to save my life. I was getting so frustrated. I finally just scrapped that whole idea, got the, uh, 66 Chevy C10, and just the cab and did the flatbed and that whole build turned out way nicer and i was so happy when i was done the that other one it's just like it was just like left and right things were just not coming out the way i wanted it and i was like dude i'm just not happy with this at all i can't even like put my name behind this it's so embarrassing welcome to my world But yes, yeah, so that was the last one. Um, the UC Fab one, I guess I could say is I, I am what I wouldn't say I'm in over my head. It's just a lot more expensive, so it's just taken a long time to complete. Which I just got. If anybody follows me on my social media, I just got 
the motor for that build. The Holmes Hobbies 2700 Polar Pro Stubby Team Spec Edition. Nice. Some so, big power in that guy. Oh, yeah. So. Cool. I, I lucked out. I've been looking for that motor forever. And um, one night we were recording, and they actually had the Polar Pro 2700 Stubby available online. So I just said, screw it, and I ordered it. And then lit- I think literally the following day or the or two days after that, uh, John Holmes put up in the team group, uh, group on Facebook, uh, he goes, hey, I got a couple extra Team Spec Edition motors if anybody's interested. And I just said, man, he posted this like two hours ago. I said, I bet you he doesn't have any more, so I'll just check anyways. And I said, oh, I'll take one if you still have it. Next thing I know, I got a private message. Just shoot me your PayPal, and I'll ship it out. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I had I didn't really need to order that other 2700 but since they're so hard to come by now, I said, eh, I might as well throw it in the, the fleet. Nice. So, but anyways, but yeah, that'd be about it for over my head. Um, Nick LaRusso, happy Thanksgiving, gentlemen. What are you thankful for with the show? What is your preferred Lexan body for builds uh, for you know, Jeep, Chevy, Ford, Toyota, or Dodge, and why? Hmm. Interesting. I don't really have a favorite body necessarily. There's so many that I like and I'm not really brand partial at all. I mean, if I think something looks cool, I'll do it. I'm just kind of a fan of everything with wheels. Uh, For me, I guess we'll start from the beginning. I'm thankful that you know, we actually have been able to make it this far doing podcasts that people actually listen to. I mean, you know, when you think about it, it's kind of like one of those weird niche, you know, things that you're like, oh, yeah, we just kind of do it for fun. And there's probably gonna be nobody that listens to it, but let's just do it anyways. And the fact that we're able to keep it going, keep it somewhat entertaining for you guys, or we could be completely boring and you just laugh at us for an hour and a half. That's totally fine with us too. But um, I'm thankful that, you know, we can do this and actually that I have, you know, two like-minded people that are willing to put in the work and uh, do this podcast with me. So that's what I'm thankful for. As far as go to Lexan bodies, I've said it numerous times. I'm a big Chevy fan. I, my, all my trucks have been Chevy or GM branded and, um, that's in real life. So that's always been my go-to. And then ever since Michelle got her Jeep, you know, the Wrangler platform has been, I don't know, something about to now I'm like Mr. Chevy and Jeep. So like I've noticed my last two decked out builds have been, I was actually just saying to myself the other day, I need to build another Chevy soon because this is getting out of control. You're out of control. I'm out of control. As far as uh, the show in terms of what I'm thankful for, I'm thankful that I haven't burnt myself out on doing podcasts after doing two a week. I don't know <laughs> whose idea that was. It wasn't a good one, but I'm still doing it. Um, but with the exception of the time it takes, it's actually really enjoyable and a lot of fun and is rewarding to an extent. So, yeah, um, I'm just, I guess I'm thankful I'm still doing this. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I don't have yeah. a really preferred like sand body or anything. It's uh, it all. I mean, it, every build's a little different, so the preferences change. Yeah. Um, I I guess I had skipped the thankful part, but yeah, the podcast, like what both of you guys had said, I really didn't expect much from this, and it kind of turned into a thing. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. Scooter Scott, uh, happy Turkey Day. Thank you for doing this podcast with it being episode 69. Can't wait to hear the shenanigans you have planned. <laughs> well, that's the shenanigan. Oh, we didn't boy. plan anything, did we? <laughs> that That's the big shenanigan planned is no plan. Yeah. Yeah. How long have you been listening? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, that. We don't even have an answer for that question, so I'm just going to move on. Um, <laughs> Jeremy Kim, happy Turkey Day. What are your plans for the upcoming year, uh, events, builds, etc.? Oh, boy. Um, so, assuming that, you know, life gets back to somewhat on track, um, I'm hoping to hit, you know, the events that got postponed this year. Um, I mean, really, there was only one event, I think, that happened this year, like one official event, which was Crawl for a Cure switched their platform and called it Crawling Out of COVID. Um, and very, what's the word, um, confidently said that next year they'll be back to Crawl for a Cure. Well, if this lingers on for another year, we might be crawling out of COVID number two. But um, we're hoping we're back to crawl for a cure. I'm hoping Axial Fest goes back, uh, at least on the West Coast. Um, they still had it in Badlands, but, you know, it'd be nice to have it back on the West Coast. Maybe something happened with Proline by the fire, get them up and going again. I mean, it'd just be nice to actually be able to have more events without, like, you know, so many people are just worried not so much about, you know, the overall safety. It's more of not getting busted because there's people getting, you know, hit with ridiculous fines. Like I was talking to somebody up in Canada and they said that if, if a ranger comes by and sees them having something and their permit only said they were supposed to have like 15 people there and there's 16 people, they get hit with like a hefty fine just for having one extra person all due to the regulations going on. So, I mean, it's just like, it's crazy to, to hear like certain places like Canada are, really enforcing this stuff whereas like down here everybody's just kind of scared to get that fine so they don't want to push their luck if something's gonna happen yeah so but uh as far as events like i said i'd like to get back to the normal you know normal events happening again build wise i guess also it just has to really come down to um you know what comes down you know the pipe i mean you between element axial um, probably red cat, uh, Traxxas, you know, more builds or more, you know, uh, releases are going to be coming out. So we'll just have to wait and see what those are. That usually determines what we're going to do. Um, I have a couple builds, you know, my ongoing builds that, you know, never seem to get finished. I have those that I would like to, you know, get done. If I don't get the UC fab one done, you know, within the next, you know, a couple months, I'd like to get it done before next year's over. Um, I'm almost there as far as getting all the parts. Um, and I still want to do the bomber one nine conversion. Same thing. Just got to get all the parts for it. Uh, 
But uh, yeah, that's really about it. What about you guys? Continue this podcast. Um, yeah, if we let's we're gonna aim for that. Beyond that, I got not the slightest idea. Yeah, I'm just kind of I don't know. I don't want to get excited about any events or doing anything just because chances are just kind of the rug pulled out from under us anyways. So probably. I don't know. I don't really have any builds necessarily planned. Um, stuff just kind of comes up and I do it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I next year it'd be nice to maybe figure out more ways to reward people for helping each other out on Facebook and stuff. We did a little contest the other day where you post up where you've helped somebody and they want a prize pack and the next contest we're going to do you tag a person that has helped you and that person will win a body done up from us so we're just gonna I'm gonna kind of continue that whole theme of moving forward to try and make Facebook groups and stuff a little bit more positive and have it be somewhere where the dickheads are no longer welcome and that's kind of my plan Um, Nick LaRusso has another question. He says, if you could have back one rig that you dismantled for another project or sold, which one would it be? Ooh. That black Icon Vehicle Dynamics Toyota 4Runner that we did, I wish I could have that back. Hmm. Do you remember that one, the black and yellow one? Yeah. That was a cool truck. Yeah, that was cool. Hmm. Um, our immediate base of people actually I just realized I don't think have been with us long enough to know but I used to have this really sweet black and gold uh, black and gold um, axial but yeah I forgot I forgot even how how that went away so (laughs) um, that thing was pretty awesome we kept all the we kept the body and everything off of it, so it's sitting here in a box. Okay, that's what I thought. But yeah, anyways, so that was like it was pretty much a ton of night custom stuff and a black and gold night custom themed wrap, and the thing was pretty awesome. Um, yeah, I mean that, that that'd be cool to have on a on a truck again, just you know, so it can sit on the shelf like it did when I had it. But yeah, yeah. I have not gotten rid of any of my builds. I'm a hoarder, um, so I have them all. Uh, the only two builds I've gotten rid of was my, I guess you could say it was my first Roncho build. Um, that thing changed face three times, and then I turned it into, like, a big Jeep. There was a full-size Jeep called Rattle Trap. It was on, like, 42s, come and swapped, big old, you know, uh, thing. Anyways, I sold off that rig. Uh, actually parts of that rig uh, and it's since changed hands a couple times again and then my Wraith 1.9 I sold off which only had a wrap and the custom uh, cage work modification that I did in the rear with the stock cage and that was really it there that rig really didn't have anything crazy so um, yeah that's about it all the other builds I still have them Sweet. Um, 
Dan Sutherland, happy Thanksgiving, guys. Any family traditions you partake in? We have a knife fight to determine who gets to dine at the table. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, we don't really have any of those anymore. We we used to, Thanksgiving used to always be, like I said, the time where at Raptor dinner, we throw all the names in a hat and we do, like, not really Secret Santa, but you'd get, what's the word? Like, you'd get... That was like your designated person you were shopping for for Christmas. But, so, but was it secret? Not really, because you. Okay. Well, then did, you're just Santa. You did, like, that's what I'm saying. It's like you. I guess you could say a Santa. Like it wasn't really secret Santa. It was kind of like you just. We all the family put your names in the hat, and then you drew the name, and that was who you were shopping for. And then come Christmas, you exchange gifts, and hooray! That was about it, and that stopped about like. Six or seven years ago. That's more like a Christmas buddy program. I guess. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I'm your Christmas buddy this year. Well, it's festive, pal. Oh, I like that better. <laughs> festive, pal? Yes. Um, Haley Carter. I stumbled on my old rooster ESCs, and we were lucky that it had reverse back then. So what do you see as the future for RC electronics, ESCs, motors, transmitters, batteries, etc.? What features do you wish were there or what do you predict is coming next as far as innovation slash advancement? Hmm. Well, what's funny is I saw her throw that post up and for anybody listening who doesn't know, we had her on the show. She's also known as RC girl. Um, she posted that up in her story, which is funny because my very first ESC motor combo was the Novak Rooster Crawler, which didn't look like hers. Hers was older than the one I had, but it was the Novak Rooster Crawler with the Rooster 55 turn motor. Super slow setup, and from there I went to the 35 turn, I think it was called the Rockstar by Novak. But I'd have to still look. I think, and don't quote me on this, but I think I still have one Novak ESC floating around somewhere. And I think it was the Iger. But I'll have to look. But um, Honestly, I forgot all about Novak. <laughs> I just forgot that they were even a thing. Yeah, they were pretty big back in the day. Yeah, my first uh, brushless system was Novak in a slash. But um, I think everything, honestly, it's going to be, eventually I think stuff's going to get smaller because, I mean, well, the only one that hasn't really ever gotten smaller, which is funny because it's in their name, is Tekken. I mean, the RX-8 was ginormous, and then the RX-4 is a little smaller, but it's still kind of big but i mean most escs are kind of big once you get into the brushless um but i would like to see, i think stuff's going to eventually start to shrink down it's going to get a little smaller and we'll probably start seeing bluetooth and a lot of stuff so you'll be able That's to exactly what i was gonna say <laughs> you're gonna start seeing to where you can just you know pull up an app on your phone and bluetooth you know adjust all your settings i mean i think we're already getting there isn't um who has Bluetooth? Or is it, it's for something. It's Tekken um, and Hobby Wing do. No, somebody else had the Bluetooth for something else. Traxxas? 
No. Because um, they had Bluetooth for their little dashboard. No, I'm wondering, oh, what was it? It's No, it's for the electronics. Um, BC. Who? Does it, didn't Castle have the BC that was Bluetooth? You can adjust it with your, you know, via Bluetooth. Not that I know of, but I could be wrong. I'm about to pull this back up. Okay, let's see here. Um, yeah, I was going to say almost word for word that we'll probably see things shrinking in size and a lot more Bluetooth connectivity. Yep. So Castle Creations <clears throat> uh, B-Link Bluetooth adapter. Damn. Crazy. A-Main Hobbies has it for 50 bucks. And is that just to control your BEC, or is that your ESC and everything? So the Castle B-Link Bluetooth adapter gives you access to powerful Castle Link ESC tuning features right from your iOS or Android smartphone. So <clears throat> it sounds like you just are able wow. to control your ESC through the app. That's pretty cool. So the only thing you can't do is you can't obviously view data logs and all that stuff, but it allows you to interface with most Castle Link compatible ESCs, change parameters, update firmware. But yeah, so I remember when I remember when that came out, it actually did kind of create like a big buzz because a lot of people were throwing it in there that were running, you know, any of like the the Mamba or sidewinders, anything like that, because you could actually go in and change stuff while you're on the trail via Bluetooth. Because um, prior to that, you, you have to have a laptop. So Bluetooth oh, yeah. has been really nice for drag racing. I have actually used Hotwire a lot for that. And on my gatekeeper too, actually, because it's nice because you just pull out the adapter, plug it into the fan port, and then I can change it between forward, immediate, reverse, and then, you know, have it be like a regular, you know, forward, neutral, reverse, so that you can mess around and jump stuff and go fast and everything and not have it in crawler mode. So, I've, actually, it's something I really enjoyed having access to. Nice. Um, Eric Warren, he asks, what did you think about the Axial AR45 straight axle kit and are any of you planning to use them for a build in the future? I know Adam already did a straight axle conversion, but they look like they would be killer on a ground up build. So <clears throat> I got to see these axles like and actually hold them. Um, and they're actually a really nice axle. Like I like the construction of them. You know, they're they're basically just like the AR45 portals, but um, this the straight axle it's just it's that much more scale. And they actually changed the diff, um, I guess cover, so it really looks like one of those aftermarket kind of like. Um, trying to think of what company makes them but there's a couple i've seen a couple aftermarket um diff covers that this reminds me of and, and it just gives it that really mean stout look and yeah honestly after seeing those it would have been nice to hold out and put those underneath the 
uh, 10-3. I thought about it for a second. I was like, well, maybe I'll get them and I'll still throw it underneath there and then take the ones I have and put them on something else. But I got everything to work the way it is. Might as well just leave it and get a set of those axles for another build. Yeah, I think they're awesome. I think it was a good move on their part. Yeah. But what I would like to see, to be honest, and I know it's probably going to be hard to do, but I would have liked to seen those. Basically, you have those in some of the ready-to-runs. Like, you can get a ready-to-run in the portal or straight axle version. That way, because, I mean, there are some people that are like, you know, I really want to get the new gladiator but i don't like portals yeah how much is that axle kit uh let me look it up i it's kind of pricey because i believe uh they give you which uh see i don't even see them on that if i'm not mistaken they it's got to be a little it's a little over 100 bucks but that's because you're getting in that kit i believe you're getting new shocks links the axles so yeah like it's actually quite a bit basically everything i had to mess with you're getting in a kit that's pretty cool no i think that was a super good move on their part yeah just like i said i'd like to i just excuse me like to see it in a you know like i said ready to run form you're you know Uh, uh. Dad, so what are you doing? <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> All I heard was, uh. <laughs> sometimes I forget that I'm on, um, that I'm actually on the show and like I'm looking oh. for parts and I'm like, so, so that's, what I, that's what I do when I'm searching for stuff. I go, uh, uh, what was I looking for? That's it's Adam's kind of noise when he's loading something. Well, I want to know what, what noise are you making too? Are you sanding something? Oh, me? Yeah. I'm wiping off a body with some rubbing alcohol <laughs> right now. I didn't even know you could hear that. Sorry. <laughs> he's, he's polishing I'm, his rod. I'm multitasking right now. <laughs> oh, God, that's funny. Somebody said rubbing alcohol will take Lexan paint off of RTR bodies, but I'm not seeing it, so I think I was lied to. And I don't appreciate being deceived like that because I was pretty excited about this. No, you know what takes it off? A grinder. Brake fluid. Fuck, dude, I hate how that shit feels on your fingers, though. You know how it's like it feels dry, but they're still kind of wet and oily? Like, oh, I hate brake fluid. It's just something about the consistency of it and how it feels on your skin i'm just not okay with oh i agree i just i'm just saying i know that works because i've used it to do to get you know basically when i first got like if you if you found like if you had overspray i'd use it to get rid of stuff like i noticed that denatured alcohol is really good taking overspray and stuff off but it's not putting a dent in whatever this factory paint is on the enduro 24 okay those are actually pretty expensive. What? The axles? Mm-hmm. How much? $170. $169. Good. Yeah, but you but, went through a lot of a headache trying to do what you did, though, and then you had but, gearing issues with okay. the trans. And... But 
that's what I was going to get at. They give you a new pan hard. They give you a new tie rod. They give you a new drag link. They give you a new up. What is it? What are those other links that they give you? They give you two new links. I don't. I'm assuming those are lowers or those uppers. No, those gotta be lowers because they're the same length. So they give you two new lower links, um, a new pan hard, uh, a new drag link, a new tie rod. They give you the gears for the axle, new shocks, and complete axles. So meaning you got from axle shaft to axle, like everything's in there. Like from from wheel hex to wheel hex, it's all there. So you're, I mean, you are getting quite a bit for that price. I'm just saying that's a lot of money for, for that kit. You know, like if you're just kind of like thinking about it and they give you the shorter drive shaft, which I had to modify mine. And what is that other part? So basically include transmission gears. Um, all links are metal. What else? Is, yeah, that's, it doesn't really give you, that's the overview. So what are the parts? I think they need a high five just for listening to the public and offering this to begin with, regardless of the price. Like it, I don't know. I think that's impressive that they listen. Yeah. I mean, if you actually break it down, they actually, if you go underneath that, if, so if you go to axialracing.com, go under what's new, you click on this um, conversion kit, which is AXI 238000, and you go under parts, uh, it'll actually break down everything like, the front housing, the rear housing, the C-hubs, the knuckles, um, the lockouts, the uh, – actually, no, it doesn't have lockouts because it's built in. The straight shafts, the offset shafts, the steering links, the pan hard bar. When you get all that stuff, um, like you break it down, all the prices, it gets up to what they're asking. So, I mean, you're getting – you know, your money's worth, that's for sure. The thing that blows my mind, though, is with their kit, the way I guess it's designed, you no longer need that bent tire rod or um, pan hard bar, so it's a straight slot, or it's a straight pan hard bar, not that Z shape like the one that's in the stock kit or ready to run. So that's kind of, that's, that's interesting. Um, Aircorn has another one with a 14 pound turkey just for the two of us. I'm looking for leftover ideas. Usually, I just keep piling a plate until it's all gone. Um, well, where does he live? He's east coast, isn't he? Is there's he? only really two, there's only really two options to this. You can slice up the turkey and save it and have like you know, the actual, like not sliced. Um, turkey sandwiches you're going to have actually like chunks of turkey for turkey sandwiches or you can make turkey soup gross why is that gross because it's just like leftover cooked flesh thrown in some water and then heated up sounds like perfect ingredients to a metal song people boil (laughs) hot dogs Oh my god, that's gross too. So, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. The best thing to do with your turkey leftovers is just throw them outside and then 
see if you can feed any wild animals with. You can watch nature take there. place behind your behind your home. Yes, exactly. I think that's the best thing. You or might you not like what you see. Find the shittiest neighborhood kid and make him a coat out of meat, and then send him out into the wilderness with a GoPro. Hmm. Yeah, that works too. Mm-hmm. Um, Elliot Chappelle. To overdrive or to not, pros, cons. Overdrive that shit, bro. Every time. I can't think of a con, really, unless you're driving on, like, asphalt or something. I mean, aggressive overdrive, they can bind up and cause, like, motor heat and stuff. But, I mean, for the most part, everything's a plus with overdrive as far as I'm concerned. Hmm. Yeah, the only thing that I ever saw that was, like, you know, a big drawback was uh, anybody who did, like, the back in the day, the extreme overdrive up front, underdrive in the rear, and it was such a difference. It was actually funny. There was a, a buddy of mine bought a rig off somebody who had it all set up like that, and when he went to go in reverse, he used to do weird things because it's spinning slower in the axle that's technically pulling now, so it almost kind of like hop and like do mm, weird things. Uh-huh. But um, when it was going forward, it was fine. But that was really, that's really the only drawback. But like I said, when everybody's talking about overdrive now, they're talking about the element and putting it up in the transmission, not doing the axle mods like you used to do. Yeah, with the element, it's only like 12%, and it really doesn't hurt anything. I, I have yet to hurt anything with elements overdrive is it's – it's enough to make a difference, but not enough to where it causes issues. I've messed around with like 25% in a uh, HPI Venture, and that thing cooked motors because it just, there was so much mechanical bind from how fast the front wheels wanted to spin. You know, I mean, 25% faster than the rear, it caused some binding issues, and then motors would get really hot. But, that was my only experience with really aggressive overdrive and having it go bad. Well, there you go. That's all the questions. We did it in 51 minutes. Not bad. Pretty awesome. Including our shenanigans. <laughs> shenanigans. Shenanigans? There were no shenanigans. Well... Scooter Scott's expecting some shenanigans. We could do the outro to the show by singing the the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> do you watch Do you watch Eric Andre at all, Adam? <laughs> Negative. <laughs> I don't know if it's your type of humor or not. Like it's the most. It, he's he's like a black Tom Green but almost, like, gnarlier, like, more nudity and stuff, (laughs) you know? But, like, dude, he is so funny. I mean, like, the Eric Andre show is freaking hilarious. It has just the most random, insane stuff that it's just super, super funny, and it's, like, totally travenized humor, so we love it, but it's not for everybody. It's an 11-minute show, and it has the pacing of a three-hour action movie. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, so it's a lot to take in. I mean, they've had, what, T-Pain? A couple guys from Star Trek, right? (sighs) They've had a lot of people on there. They've had a lot of people. um, 
Oh man, and I just forgot his name. Damn it. What's his sidekick's name? Hannibal. Hannibal, Hannibal Burris. Burris. Yeah. You know who Hannibal Burris is, Adam? Yes, I've heard the name. He's he's Eric Andre's sidekick, and it's freaking hilarious, dude. Well, so he's he's not on the show anymore, actually. Oh no. Well, yeah, because he Oops. just moved. Well, because uh, so Hannibal just moved to Ghana, and so for this season, for season five, Eric replaced him with Blanable, which was just some guy he found on Craigslist just to sit in a chair and say Blanable. <laughs> Yes. But he quit too, so now nobody knows what's going on. <laughs> That's great. You know, um I'm trying to think. Adam, have you seen that meme about the hobby the meme about the hobby where it's like shooting the dude in the chair, you know? Yes. Yeah, that that's Eric Andre and Hannibal Burris. Oh okay. from their show. Yeah, that's a which good is time. just great. <laughs> the so the, yeah and like in between they do these like little skits but bef- you know before these like horrid horrid like celebrity interviews and so the poor people in the new york subway watching this guy climb on in a beekeeper outfit holding two perceived like beehives <laughs> and so he's tripping all over the train it's like oh no they got this <laughs> just watching chaos ensue <laughs> I'd be no. tense as hell walking on that subway line every day, knowing there's just there's probably always something going on on a New York subway. Who was it that he made super angry? A lot of people. Like he tried touching a dude's dick or something. Oh, flavor Flav. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, it was one of his. It was one of his stage hands. Like just some guy walks on and and touches Flavor Flav's dick, and then Hannibal <laughs> kicks him in the face. But to this day. To this day, Flavor Flav denies that Hannibal ever kicked him in the face, like feverishly denies it because he's got like a reputation to protect or something. And yeah, so he denies that the kick ever happened and he says that it was edited in. I thought that was kind of funny. It's great. If you have a really weird sense of humor and you like just oddball stuff or being shocked, that is definitely the show to watch. It's pretty fantastic. If you need like 15 minutes to just like not do anything and just really just let your mind go numb for a minute, it's a pretty good time. Yeah, definitely. It's very stressful though. But yeah, that's a good time. <laughs> I want it, it you it really doesn't make sense without the visuals but I really wanted to play the uh I really want really wanted to play the clip over of the uh the Star Spangled Banner being sung over the uh, cooking tutorial that I sent you. Wasn't that T-Pain singing it? Yeah, he was just there chilling. There was no reason for him to be there. Yeah, T-Pain's there and he just starts singing it. And that was kind of like the end of the show, wasn't it? Oh yeah, that's how they finished it. Was exactly the clip I showed you. God, that's funny. For like before their little like skit break, he was yelling at everyone, asking what the fuck's going on. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot happening. So good. <laughs> but yeah. So, anyways, it's a good time. It it's not for children though. We do need to point that out. If you haven't noticed by now, with the number of penis references 
Yeah, it was an Adult Swim show. show. It was an Adult Swim show, so like undoubtedly there's the kids out there who like weren't falling asleep watching TV, and it's that time where Cartoon Network ends, and then you just get into all the crazy ass stuff that's on Adult Swim, and there's some bizarre stuff on there. Confused. Yeah, I never understood the target audience of Adult Swim because like it's not like it was just for like grown-ups. It was you had to be kind of a crazy person to watch any of that religiously because it's all just so it's like a bad like fever dream like none of it makes sense and you're just immersed in all this just weird shit going on and you're trying to make sense of it all yeah like you've got to be in the right frame of mind to watch it for sure there's a really crazy show with pat and oswald i'm sure it's been canceled by now but he it was called the heart she holler and that was I. I don't know if you guys know who Patton Oswalt is, but he's a weird guy. I that was like the moment where I started to kind of wonder, like, what's up with this dude? Because <laughs> there's a <laughs> there's there's just a lot that happens. Like I said, it's such short time spans because of how long all the shows are. It's just I I don't I've never wa- like met anybody who was like way into any show that was on on there. Pat Oswald, he's been on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. quite a bit in the later seasons. He plays some dude that there's multiple of him. Mm-hmm. But uh, he was in a really disturbing movie about an obsessed football fan. And it was really, really disturbing to watch. Was he the obsessed football fan? Yeah. yeah he, he plays that, that well kind of dirty looking sidekick of his with the crazy hair and the goatee. I forget the actor's name, but they're both in it. And he's just obsessed with this one football player. And he like follows him to a strip club and then like witnesses some bad stuff going down. Cause he's basically like stalking the dude. You know? I'm going to wear like, your skin to my birthday party. Dude, that's kind of how it was. Like <laughs> it was, it was, have have you ever seen a movie where it just makes you feel down? Like it just totally drags you down. Like it was one of those movies. It was like Boogie Nights. When I watched Boogie Nights, that was the most depressing thing I've ever watched in my life. And this was kind of right up there with it. Yeah, that's fair. Because Boogie Nights is pretty messed up. Really messed up, actually. <laughs> What you doing, Adam? Oh, nothing. Listening to you guys talk about your uh, comedy. I was waiting. I was waiting for you to say something. I thought you were going to say something. Oh no. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm still waiting to see if uh, Travis ever watched uh, Borat. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. actually, the I haven't. One. Did I? I, yeah. I told you guys where I left off, right? I don't remember. No. It was, um, it was really early on when they like, he gets in the argument with his, his wife or mom in the yard and he walks in and he walks into his house and he's going through the photo album. And that was, I, I can't remember what the photo album was of though. Wasn't it just everybody's wiener in his family? Pretty no, he was saying it. No, that's how he had the pictures of all of his sons. It was him 
It's his face next to the wieners of every one of his kids. That's oh, I didn't make it that far. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Okay. Maybe yeah, I Yeah, he's like doing thumbs up next to their junk. Okay. Like yep. each picture like he's just like he's super stoked on Okay, I can't. I don't remember that. Um turned out. Yeah, something was I was eating and something Very nice. Something gross had happened and I was like, "I you know what? I got to do this later." <laughs> And then I just, I actually just never went back. I forgot all about it. And what does he say? You can, uh, you can uh, eat my crumb. What does he say? I gotta, I gotta look it up now. <laughs> oh, so Eric Warren added me a group, added me to a group today, and there is actually a We Rock RC group page. Really. Yeah, with all like moon buggies and stuff. So I thought that was really cool. So evidently I'm not the only person with like an unhealthy amount of interest in moon buggies. Describe unhealthy. I like them a lot. So do you fantasize about them when you go to sleep? No. No, not really. I just think they're neat. I say you're lying. I might be. You wouldn't know, though. You would never even know it if I was lying to you right now. Yes, I would. On the tone of your voice. I tell you what, it has been raining up here like crazy, and I've got a lot of painting to do, and it is just hell trying to paint in the shop and not outside this time of year. Get overspray on everything. You blow your nose, and nothing but paint dust comes out. You're doing it all wrong, dude. You're doing it all wrong. I got a fan in the window to suck the air out and everything, you know, to try and get some recirculation. But still doing it all wrong. What you need? You need a paint booth. I built one a long time ago for painting helmets, but it was also like a giant walk-in that the entire outside was visqueen and it had no, filters and it, it was does. crazy. Yeah, it does need to be that big, but, like, you just need a big box, like, something, like, probably, like, I mean, for most RC bodies, you could probably fit in a, you know, two-foot by two-foot, you know, square, and basically, you need to put a fan on the back of that with a filter and just make sure that's going 24-7, so it's kind of pulling all of the extra fumes and particles into, you know, that filter membrane, and it doesn't all end up in your nose. That sounds a lot better. Because the other thing that makes me nervous is our hot water heater is gas. And so, obviously, that creates some concern with getting a lot of flammable fumes in here. Yeah. So, that's a little bit rough. Yeah. Um, but I've I got mean, a lot of painting to do. That's, I mean, that's what I would personally do. Um, I mean, I'm still thinking about doing that just to have some sort of a cl easier, cleaner place to paint you know, period. Um, but yeah, I've watched enough videos of people doing stuff. I mean, people do that when they're, when they do their own DIY powder coating, painting, you know, airbrushing, all that stuff. They just, you know, make sure they have one of those little like filters you put in for your furnace. All the paint molecules will get stuck to that and it doesn't end up all over, like I said, in your nose and shit. That's a good idea. Yeah, I may have to do that because it's a real pain in the butt right now. And it's not exactly safe, so. Yeah. 
and then you get a contact high, and then you start saying weird shit on your podcast. People look at you funny. I purposely make sure I don't paint before I get on the podcast because we don't need me being any dumber than what the status quo is. So, <laughs> yeah, we had to have a low IQ just to get on this show. If you if it's too high, you're on the next podcast. It, it did just... take over a year to figure out iTunes. Yeah. I don't know if we ever, I mean, once we got on Apple Podcasts, I don't know if anything ever even got approved for iTunes. I never did check back. You know what's crazy, though, is we've got our all-time downloads is 19,800 with 1,288 just in the last 30 days. So that's pretty rad. Nice. I'm excited for 69,000. Yes. Oh, gosh. We'll have to do another episode where we don't plan anything. (laughs) (laughs) That would be great. Well, I just looked up That Scale RC Show on iTunes, and I do not see us on there. Hmm. Figures. Our Patreon balance is looking pretty good. You know what we should do is we should buy something cool and raffle it off for our patrons with some of that money. Yeah. That might be kind of cool. What do you think? I'm game. What are you going to raffle off? I don't know. I'm not sure yet. I just canceled an Enduro 24 that I had on order since like July, I think. And uh, that probably would have been a good one to give away. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot we could do. We could do wheels for somebody. People always appreciate wheels. Maybe that's what we'll do. We'll do like a Christmas drawing. Okay. And one of our patrons will win something cool, and we'll just kind of put our heads together and figure out something neat for them to win. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. Problem solved. solved. Yep. Oh. So remember oh. last episode I talked about how we had got a six by six into template. Mm. Yep. And I was talking about like at some point, you know, I'm just going to turn around and sell it when I'm done with, you know, doing whatever and getting pictures and stuff like that. I found some Cordura, which if people don't know, um, Cordura is a fabric that is really popular on motorsports clothing like dirt bike gear snowboard clothes stuff like that anywhere where you need a fabric that's like really abrasion resistant you know so you don't get holes and stuff and it was really common in like the knee area of moto pants and so i found some 600 denier cordura on amazon and so i ordered that and then i'm going to make some bows out of brake line tubing bolt those to the bed and i'm going to do a canvas top over the bed of the six by six Nice. And yeah, and I'm going to do probably Magpul graphics on the side of it. And I'm going to do those in silver and have the graphics extend onto the canvas top using heat transfer vinyl that is silver. So it's going to look pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. I think what I want to do is I want to get a gladiator and i want to do the whole overland thing and then i want to get a rooftop tent and i want to make a scale logo for it and it's going to be called pitch a tent company 
pitch a tent company. Yep, pitch a tent. I like it. So do I. You could just, there's jokes that would just be nonstop rolling in with about <laughs> exactly. pitching a tent. Exactly. It, it'll always be funny. Hey, I'm going to go pitch a tent. Exactly. Everybody's going to look at you like, dude, that's pretty gross, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, we all have the things that we're into. and Dude, you could pitch, the, the slogan would be you could pitch a tent anywhere. And if you're trying to like get funding, you could pitch pitching a tent to someone. Exactly. Hey, do you want to see my great idea? I'm pitching a tent. <laughs> yeah. Here, I'll, show you an, I'll show you an example. Yeah, that, that would go over real well. Oh, I've got some of the ProLine. Um, God, dude, I do not remember anything tonight. Um, the new ProLine tire that just came out. It's based on one of their basher tires. <laughs> oh, the um, Badlands? Yeah. N what? Wait. Is it? No. Is it the Badlands? No. What is it? Oh, how, oh. Do we, how do we not know this? <laughs> I know, dude. I'm so embarrassed. Like, it, it's one of those things that was right on the tip of my tongue, too. Um, <laughs> I thought it was Badlands. Maybe it is. Because they have the 155 Super Swamper SX that they just came out with. They have that. They have. I'm scrolling. Hang on, everybody. I'm scrolling. <laughs> they see me scrolling. They waiting. Well, this rate will be waiting forever. Dude. Oh, trenchers. Trenchers, yes. Uh, I, I have some of those coming to try. They're not scale, bro. They're not, but they look a little better than the Hyrax, so I figure it'd be kind of cool to check out at least. Yeah. But yeah, so those will be showing up. I know it's weird. I've noticed lately that FedEx delivers on weekends. I don't remember I that being always, the case before. I thought they always did. Well, this is saying it's going to be delivered on Sunday. Yeah, see, Sunday is different but I've always seen them deliver on Saturday. Yeah, I thought that was really weird. Usually you pay more for Saturday delivery with, like, UPS and stuff, but evidently FedEx is a lot cooler than UPS when it comes to that. <laughs> so, no, I thought that was pretty cool, so that'll be showing up. So it'll be interesting to try those out and see what they're all about. Nice. Did you ever crisscross cut, like, they call it star cut your foams, Adam? No. Where you, you know what I'm talking about, where yep. you score, like, the top face? Yep. I did that on my gatekeeper the other day. Um, I put some of the associated black foams in it because they're, they're really nice. They're, like, right in between a dual stage and just the stock foams that come in tires. And the, they've got a really good consistency, but they're very square, and they make the tire profile kind of square. So I went through and, like, cut and, like, beveled the edge at a 45 around both sides of them. But uh, I took them and just scored X's all the way across the top, you know, from one side to the other. And it actually softened them up quite a bit. It was really interesting. Hmm. Yeah, the only thing I ever did was when I called it a star cut, it was more like you almost turn the inside of the foam to look like a paddle. Oh, okay. Yeah, 
I guess the best way to describe it. So you're almost looking like it, like, like turning the it crazy into like, crawler ones. Yeah. Those actually work really well. Those are in Travis's Bronco, the um, open cell C1 foams. And then I've got their waterproof closed cell ones inside some Proline uh, BFG 4.35s, which they fit perfect in. They said they were class one, but they just, I couldn't get them to fit inside Proline class one tires. And so I used them in the 435 BFGs and they've been absolutely phenomenal. A really good tire or a really good foam. So I'm pretty impressed with that star cut pattern on it. They're great on Travis Bronco though. That thing does so well with them. Nice. Yeah, good foams. Cool stuff. Yeah, I just remember back in the day, I mean, like, it, it, that was the thing. Everybody tried everything, throwing wheel weights, cutting your foams funky, running different ones front and rear. I mean, there were so many, like, it just shows you. I don't know if it's, like, the level of laziness that's come with, like, RC crawling or if it's just, like, now the rigs work so well, everybody gave up on those modif- modifications. I think it's so popular that people aren't afraid to come out with products that people were hand-making before, you know? Yeah. I, I think that's probably a lot to do with it. It's just, it's kind of one of those things where there's not many things in Scale RC that you can come up with that's necessarily a bad idea, you know? Well... Like there's just a lot of good products. You could throw a lot of brass at it. Yeah, you could. You know, one of the things I was thinking of the other day that is a cheap fix for, uh, like, so doing stick-on wheel weights around the inner clamp ring has always been, you know, just a popular thing, and that kind of is, like, one of the first things people do when they're trying to build a crawler on a budget. And I was thinking about this the other day with the issues that you have with open cell, or with closed cell foams, like, shifting on the wheel moving side to side because I've tried double stick tape that didn't work super great like I've tried a lot of different things basically everything with the exception of gluing them because I just don't want to deal with the mess and uh, what I started thinking about was what if you took and turned the weight sideways so that the skin so you have a bit of a lip on either side of of them you know on the inner clamp ring and do them around the clamp ring and then take a dremel and and grind a channel into your closed cell foam and that would lock it over the ring of stick on weights that's on that inner clamp ring you know just take a dremel and use a sanding drum and just sit there and carve a groove into the inside of the foam and then it kind of locks in place over those weights so that's something that might be kind of interesting to try that could work good for people if they're kind of on a budget yeah But yeah, that's cool. So I don't know. Yeah, the other thing I thought of, which it was funny because I was actually talking to Elio about this, um, and like I said, most most of the time now, your average person wants the bolt-on modification. They don't want the custom scratch-built stuff. But I was looking at one of my um, one of my builds, and I'm having bump steer and i'm looking at it and it's because obviously the drag link and the pan hard bar are not at the same plane so once the suspension compresses it creates the bump steer so i was like looking at how i can fix this and i said well you know if i just rotate my servo up a little bit it'll fix it 
well, I was looking at it because it's a um, it's the Vanquish uh, chassis mounted servo conversion, like from like the SEX 10 Gen One setup. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you know how like I don't know, what are they? I mean, what's the best term for it? You know the servo horn or not servo horn the servo arms i guess you can call them like you know the blocks that they have the two holes that mount to the servo then it usually has one or two holes that mount to the plate kind of like when when they used to have to bolt them onto the axle you'd have to bolt through onto a plate mm-hmm. I, I, i'm assuming that's what you call them but anyways um i was like well if i actually just raise that up one hole it would actually reclock the servo and i think that would straighten out you know the geometry and everything would be perfect and then i started thinking i said hmm, i'm surprised nobody's come up with adjustable servo arm or servo you know brackets so that way you can actually adjust you know stuff like that but then i said you know what there probably hasn't been enough people saying hey i'm having this issue and if i just clocked my servo it would fix it so i'm 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 doing a really bad job of trying to follow along. Well, that's because I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, I, I want to know what you're saying. The the want is there. But I don't understand the whole clocking part, unfortunately. Hmm. Let's see if I can do this, because since we're using Skype, if I hit share screen, there. Okay, is are you guys seeing my screen? Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. So you see this servo mount? Right. See how typically these two go to the servo, then this would go to whatever you're mounting, and sometimes there's another one right there. Basically on the – well, let's do this. Um, uh, We're getting advanced for this show now. I was just going to say, I've never even seen this happen before. I'm kind of in awe. Okay, well, they were sharing part your screen before. on here. But this, okay, but this, it's similar to this, but this mounts, this is the BPC one. This one mounts to the chassis, and those two holes are what. Um, oh, what the ears go on. So I was saying, if this had multiple, like if this piece was a little bit longer, you'd be able to. Like right now, it only goes to that one location. So your servo gets predetermined in the angle in relation to, like, if you're looking at the sideways version, of like, or sideways profile of your truck, the servo is sitting like basically the bottom of the servo is flat with the bottom of the chassis. Well, let's say right. that puts your servo arm at a bad angle. If that, if you're now looking at your chat, your car dead on, your drag link going down from the servo to the axle is not going to be in the same parallel as your pan hard. And that's what creates bump steer. Gotcha. So, yeah. I had a setup very similar to that on, well, it's still on it, I guess I should say, but on my OG SCX 10 that I've had forever, it's mm-hmm. got a SSD version of that. So yeah, I'm, I'm following, you know, I ended up ditching it actually and went with one of the servo mounts that's built into the bumper bracket and that ended up working a little bit better for me. Oh, okay. Because you can find those on like Amazon and eBay for like nine bucks or super cheap. 
So I ended up going that route and it worked a little bit better when I had it on the side of the chassis. Like you're talking about, I had some really strange things going on. Like I would turn and it would just instead suck the entire axle up against the springs, you know, instead, like it would just articulate the suspension instead of turn the car. It was really, really bizarre. And it ended up has to do with bump steer. Like that all has to do with your, with your, with the two links not being parallel it creates all kinds of weird, you know, nonsense happens. So that's basically what's happened with one of my builds. And I was like, you know, if you could adjust that, you know, kind of make it clockable, it'd probably work really well. But then like I was thinking about it, I said, well, hmm, how can I do this? I could probably make my own, but I thought about getting a hold of Andre and see if he can do it, you know, since he does all the scale metal supply stuff, if maybe mm-hmm. he can make a right angle bracket that has two that are the same distance for your servo ears than the other ones you know there's multiple and you could just keep picking the one that you need and that will adjust where your uh you know servo ends up yeah gotcha but i don't know i'll play around with it i'm pretty excited to get his axle mounted servo brackets for that moon buggy they should be showing up any day so i'm pretty excited about that sweet yeah i know he just released um He just released a basic bumper kit. You get like the two chassis mounted parts and then you get the flat um, tab that has the winch mount. Oh, uh uh-huh. So I know he just put that in a kit. So you just supply your own 316th tubing or round stock and make your own. Like that's basically all you buy, right? Correct. That's really cool. Yeah, he's coming out. He's coming out with a lot of cool stuff. You know uh, what I would really like to see him do, which would be cool, is make plates that have the same holes in them in the sides for your skid, so that you can put these plates on either side of the skid, screw them on, and you build your cage off of that. Yeah, I would really like to see something like that because if I were to do a metal moon buggy chassis, that is probably what I was thinking about having made to be able to do that. But if he does it, then I don't have to screw with it, and he can just make them and sell them. Very true. And I like yeah. how his servo mount looks because it looks like a giant axle truss. Like, it looks mean, and I think, like, I'll paint it gray to match the gray element hard plastic, and I think it's actually going to end up looking really nice. Yeah, it's already disappeared. I was trying to look at He's got... Um, He's got some he's got some discount code right now for Black Friday, but it has disappeared. Hmm. Well, that's a damn shame. Yep. So, otherwise, I would have put a plug in right now, but it disappeared. Travis and I were talking before the show, trying to figure out our Black Friday strategy. Oh yeah. Yeah, because it's kind of. I don't know. I mean, something you kind of got to plan out. So we wanted to do some kind of a sale. So that's what we're kind of working on. <laughs> that's why we waited until Wednesday to talk about it. Exactly. Well, it's the whole conversation has been like broken up into little bits over the course of a week. <laughs> so it was a lot easier to just talk tonight and actually get it straightened out. Yeah. Know what I played with the other day was some black wash. That was kind of cool. I did that on the motor that went in the moon buggy, that 22RE. 
So that was kind of fun to play with. It actually looks dirty. Like it, it's kind of cool stuff. Nice. It, it definitely doesn't have that like 3D printed shiny brand new look to it anymore. So I was pretty pumped on it. Hmm. I don't even know what that stuff oh. is. It's, it's like a thin black paint and it's really watered down and you just wipe it on or you use a big brush and kind of let it halfway dry and then I take a rag and just kind of go give it the once over to remove it off the high spots and then like for instance with like the block on that motor uh, the black wash just collects in all the low spots and it makes it look like it's kind of crusty and oily and hmm. old. interesting yeah neat stuff Yep. Um, it's very similar. I kind of did the same. I used to use that same kind of effect, but I didn't buy anything designed for that. What I would actually do is I would take the Tamiya um, acrylic paint, um, comes in those little glass jars. Um, I would get that, and I usually would get black, and I had two shades of brown. I had like earth and um, something else, and what I would do is I would actually kind of create my own I would take um, a little, you know, cup and put water in it and maybe a drop of whatever color it was, one of the shades of brown or the black, and then I would kind of do the same thing, and I would just dip the brush or whatever in there, and I would kind of go over uh, whatever it is that I was trying to add some sort of effects to, and it would do the same thing. It would puddle, and once the water evaporated, since it was diluted, it would leave a little faint shadow of whatever color it was behind. So you could actually add, like, dirt and grime to whatever it is that you have and give it a little more detail. Yeah, it's kind of fun to work with. So, yeah, no, it's it's a lot of fun. Interesting. So I have, yeah, and in in that actually, the truck I was talking about earlier today, um, the flatbed Chevy all the parts I did that I did a dirt wash to them so that way it looked like they were sitting in the back of the truck they were used it wasn't like you know brand new parts you stick in the back of the bed but yep dad are you okay yeah no there was just a weird window that popped up about Bristol RC crawlers and then when I clicked to close it, it closed a window with Adam's icon in it for Skype. So I don't know what happened there. All right. Yeah, really. Dude, this has been such a strange night with computers. Just so weird. No, so what Skype does is it'll bring up a little square that, or a little mini window that pops up. And basically what I think that is is so, like, because you were obviously on a different, like, window. You weren't on the actual Skype one. It's, I think you can still see what's going on. Um, cause every time I'd open up Google Chrome, the little, that little square would pop up. Oh, I see. Okay. Just so I can kind of still, it would basically show you what's still going on until you do exactly what you said and you hit close and then, yeah. Protec so. came out with a shock and diff fluid bag. I forgot to mention that. However, it's not lined in plastic. Like, the, somebody needs to figure out something to where your fluids don't make just a massive mess. Because no matter what I've tried, whether it's Ziploc bags or whatever, those bottles always leak and get everywhere. I've never been able to keep stuff like that clean. 
And while that bag is a good idea, I'm just worried it would get really nasty really fast. Yeah, I usually um, just make sure my bottles stand upright. They seem to not be as messy that way. Yeah. But I know it's not always easy to do. I just figure. Yeah, it's just weird. I don't know. It's kind of a pain in the ass, honestly. So it's kind of interesting. I want to start pushing all these buttons. <laughs> do it. Just start pushing buttons, dude. Do it. Don't be scared. Are you pushing them right now? Yeah, did you not see it pop up? No. Oh, it just says you raised your hand. <laughs> Does that mean you want to talk? Are we going to start doing that so we don't step on each other? Well, we're, we're waiting. Well, if... If we if we use um, if we use Skype, I guess we can. Because you don't have those options in Facebook Messenger. No, you have the option of it either working or not working. That's really about it. Uh, uh, good old Facebook Messenger, man. Has that been a thorn in our side? Yeah. So, well, it's funny because, well, obviously Skype's more professional. So I, obviously this is more for like when you're having your business meetings and like, so I guess when somebody does want to talk, they'll say, raise their hand. So that way they can, you know, oh, and then they can, whoever's doing the initial conversation could be like, oh, you know, Travis has something to say. He's got his hand raised. And then you can actually click the button again and it'll lower your hand because until you hit the button, it'll have a little hand next to your logo at the top. Interesting. That is incredibly formal. Pretty cool. We need to do another live episode at some point. I was thinking about that yeah. the other day. <laughs> Cross RC just came out with a car called the Emo. The Emo? <laughs> straight up the Emo. I have to get it now. Cross Does it RC have AT4 1 10th Emo 4x4. So the so does, it just does cries. It the, does it have the emo flip? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, the hair? Yeah. <laughs> no. The emo. What the hell, guys? This is unprecedented. They, they've it been, really is. It's... They've been listening to what you wanted, Jay. So they said, this guy is an emotional fuck. They, he needs his own car, so we're going to build him one. It has portals. Oh shit! That's super emo and There's... black windows. That's emo as well. Wait a minute, what's happening on these axles? Hold on. Is there some bullshit happening? Potentially. I mean, besides the portals. I'm trying to zoom the in, emo. but can't. Click to it. Just you guys ever hate help. it when you like click to view picture full size or click to enlarge and the window is exactly like it just opens a new window of the same size picture? Yeah. It's yeah. So In 15 years, like... Bill Gates. Still waiting. Dude. Okay. <laughs> Son this, of a bitch. This thing looks like a cross between a Bronco and a Blazer. And it's got some newer Ram Charger flare going on with the grill, too. The grills, what, yeah, I guess you could say Ram Charger or like, you know, 80s K5 Blazer. But then that that top looks like a freaking 90s OJ Simpson Bronco top. 
Dude, I'm that's really strange. So confused. Release. What is happening? And we haven't on, heard anything about it. What is happening on the axles? They have a drift tricycle now. They have absolutely no information whatsoever on their website about these. But it's on a main. Does a main have a description? Because Cross RC doesn't. Um, probably not. But I'll look. I'm, right I'm on it's, Big Squid. It's kind of nice. You can just search under emo now on a <laughs> main the emo four by four i freaking love it the at4 emo it comes with free hawthorne heights downloads differential with a four plus two gear structure cable type inlaid differential lock Plug. I don't understand a word of that. I whoa, read, whoa, whoa. I that read it loud. Exactly. Oh, because it, they're, they basically it's kind of copying um, Traxxas. I'm looking at it right here on this blown-up picture. What there is is there's some sort of, like, shift fork in there, which pulls and unlocks the, I guess, the mm. diff. And it, it's on a cable, so I'm sure you run that cable up to a servo, and when it obviously gets pulled, it'll unlock or lock the diff. That's very, very similar to the uh, to the Traxxas setup. Listen to how technical they make shitty pot metal sound like. Powder metallurgy, variable speed gear with integrated cutting technology. It's solid. And where Powder is this? Powder metallurgy. That's that super shitty pot metal. <laughs> I like that. Well, the thing I don't understand either, unless this is just a mirrored picture... Why is the servo on the passenger side? Because it's emo. It doesn't follow the norm. Every time I think of emo, I think of that episode of South Park. Oh, with the emo kid? With No, with the whole group. When, um, when Stan's so depressed, he uh, goes and hangs out with the emo kids. And, he, and they, have, they have to do emo things. And the one thing was they're, like, writing, I don't know, poems or whatever and he was still he was still getting over his girlfriend and he started talking about that and they're like dude what the hell that's not even emo <laughs> and he goes oh and then he rewrote it my life is dark oh my god dude that is so emo <laughs> south it, park is great i love south park this thing is equipped with a 540 35 turn special climbing motor Oh, yeah. As for special climbing. Special climbing. Is that different from rock climbing? It's way more emo. There's a lot of crying involved in talking about feelings. <laughs> oh, boy. Also, I think I would choose the buffalo over the emo. Also, has anyone bought a Trail King yet? I know one no. guy so far. Uh, Matt has one. I see him pop up every now and then. I don't know anyone personally. Oh wait, no, Ian. Uh, Ian. Yeah, he's the one. he's the one I know. Yeah, hey. that's right. So the emo comes with artificial wheel arches, adjustable side pedals, and chrome-plated bumpers. Sick. Hmm. Pretty wild. And why did my why did I just hear dick? It said sick. Oh. 
you're hearing what you want to hear is what <laughs> the problem is. <laughs> dick? Someone said dick? <laughs> Calm down. It's okay. <laughs> tire warmers. I I don't I don't know how I feel about tire warmers. What do you mean? Tire oh, I just saw the Sky RC tire warmers are now available through A-Main, and I just still don't like the idea of tire warmers and no prep drag racing. Yeah. Wow. It's super lame. It's not the direction at all I was hoping this would go. No, but it's the way we knew it would go. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, we we knew it would get super freaking RC and racy. We just didn't expect it to happen in a week and a half. Everybody's a superstar. Everybody's they, a TV personality. They are. So, you can get a micro or excuse me, a microscope from a main. What do you need a microscope for? Biological weapons research. <laughs> Duh. Or identification. Oh. I can check people's T cell counts. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> It comes with 12 slides and a Petri dish. <laughs> Dude, you can buy this kit and full-on make test tube babies with it. This is fantastic. <laughs> I and it comes it. with a scalpel, too. Dude, this is like a do-it-yourself surgery center. I'm going to get this. And it's I've $45.89. already forgotten what you're talking about. Petri this dish. Guy's gonna buying, yeah, this guy's going to be buying um, a Petri dish. I'm going to clone myself. <laughs> I'm going to artificially inseminate Travis with it. <laughs> Pal. <laughs> It'll all be over in a minute, buddy. Hang on. Whoa. They still sell Gundam Wing stuff? I saw that too. It's crazy. Isn't that the same as what Robotech used to be? Like Robotech was a cartoon when I was younger that was like my first anime experience, I think. Huh. And it was the planes that turn into giant robots and they're piloted by people. Yeah. I don't know. My first thing was uh, Transformers and uh, Beast Wars. I guess Transformers was kind of anime, wasn't it? The original one. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Like the human characters looked very anime. I didn't know anybody watched Beast Wars. I watched Beast Wars. Damn. Weren't those like transforming animals? Basically, it was transforming. Megatron was a gorilla. Yep. God, that's weird. It basically, yeah, that's all it really was. It was just basically Transformers in a different, like almost like an alternate universe, I guess you can say. Interesting. I don't think the world was ready for that back then because people can barely grasp the Marvel multiverse right now. Yeah. Which is difficult. I mean, I understand. Brutal. So in in the U.S. it was called Beast Wars Transformers. 
But in Canada, it was Beasties Transformers. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to Canada. Oh, my God. Why is uh, that necessary? Beasties. <laughs> That's like a Captain Jack Sparrow word, beastie. Yeah, no shit. Oh, yeah, it shows you my age. Debuted Canada, in 96. Stop. Just stop, Canada. Debuted in 96 and ended in 99. It's a strong three years of nothing interesting. Mm-hmm. Transformers. Gorillas. I, just, I don't know. Like I said, I remember watching it. You would. Actually, that was really mean. I'm sorry. Yeah, the Maximals, descendants of the Autobots and the Predacons, which are the descendants of the Decepticons. There was a sequel series, Beast Machines. I don't remember that one. I must have grew out of it by then. Where do you try and find this stuff? Like, is this all stuff you can find on YouTube because so many, like, decades and stuff has passed since then, or what? Oh, no, I just typed in Beast Wars in Google in uh, the Wikipedia, you know, all the... Oh, yeah. Uh, you know. You, you done learned. Yep, I done learned. Wikipedia is the greatest. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make a Wikipedia page about you. About me? Or yeah. Travis? Just you. Oh, just me? Yeah. I'm going to have a lot of really useless information on it, too. Oh, okay. Huh. You know, there's a bottle of brake fluid almost an arm's reach away from me right now. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with it? So tempted to see if it'll take the paint off the windows on this Enduro 24. It should. Only one way to find out. You know what was really hard was removing the paint on the trail runner for the headlights and taillights because I tried to be as careful as I could and mask off the shape first, but all it did was just absorb all the nitro fuel into the paint or uh, into the tape and then jacked up my lines which was upsetting. Oh, in case anyone was curious, we're an hour 43 in. I think that's uh, Travis's uh, way of saying no. he's tired of this. And Travis has had enough, and he is putting his foot down. No, I was just letting you guys know, because that's the longest episode we've had in, like, a couple months. Dude, you would not believe the amount of work I have sitting here to do. I've got <laughs> 43 scale decal sheets that I need to label and write part numbers on. You know it would be way smarter is if I just put the part number on the decal sheet and then I don't have to label I it anymore. I thought that's what you just did. Put it in the back. No. Because I always, it's like every time I come up with something like that, I get pulled in another direction and end up forgetting to do it. Hmm. Yeah. So real quickly, do you want to do you want to hear the extent of how you'll know the, I don't know, I guess my age based on the shit I used to watch. Yeah. Why not? Jay'll, Jay'll probably remember this one. 
you remember Mighty Max? No, I don't actually. You never watched Mighty Max? Uh-uh. Oh, my God. I was Transformers, G.I. Joe, and then when I was younger, it was those plus, like, DuckTales and Chippendales Rescue Rangers, GoBots. I don't know if you remember GoBots or not. It was Go like Bot. a horrible ripoff of Transformers from Hot Wheels. Mm-hmm. Um, Basically, Mighty Max was like the... It was this. It was this kid who had this. Um, he had this hat. That it was well. It's a cartoon, and he'd always go, you know, uh, throughout all these different scenarios and whatever. And he had this. Uh, there was a guy. What was his name? Uh, was Larry. Norm? Yeah, Norm. Norman. That's even his, freaking better. Norman. It was his uh, bodyguard, and uh, basically, when they came out with the little toys. Mighty Max had these little, like, you can buy these little things, and I don't know. It was basically, it was like the, the boys' version of Polly Pocket. Weird. And then the other show that I, the other shows that I used to watch growing up, uh, Biker Mice from Mars and Street Sharks. Oh, I just remembered a couple others. Mask. There was a show called Mask that I watched. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that or not. Um and then there was Visionaries from Hasbro. That was a show I watched. Gosh. Dude, there were, there was a lot of cartoons back then based on toys. Yep. This brake cleaner is not working, kids. You have to let it sit a little bit. You don't just rub it on there. Oh, really? That's stupid. <laughs> it's not instant gratification. That's why, see, people, it's a combination of being busy and a little bit lazy, I guess. And that's why stuff like this I just end up giving up on. Because I am very much an instant gratification guy. Like, I think that's why I don't enjoy building kits at all. Hmm. Like, I'm dragging my feet putting a gatekeeper together for Travis. Like, I'm really dragging my feet on that little project. (laughs) You're dragging your ass? Yes. Right across your face. I'll pass. You're lost, buddy. You're lost. Yeah, this isn't working. There was a dude that said to use wet sandpaper and then just polish the plastic when you're done with a plastic polish. Yeah, you could do that too. But, like, I don't know. It also depends on what they used. So, brake fluid will take off. Like, if it's Lexan paint, it'll definitely take that stuff off. Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out because these bodies that have graphics on them, it's almost like they're screen printed on a flat sheet and then put into the mold is kind of how it looks. And, uh... Like, something's coming off, like the paper towel's getting dirty where the brake fluid is, but there's just, I don't know, nothing's happening on the actual Lexan itself. Just something's coming off, but it's not really seeing any results on the body itself, though. Kind of weird. Hmm. Kind of upsetting. A little bit disappointing. Huh. Interesting. 
Well, we'll let it sit like you say, and I'll try patience and see how that works for me. Yeah, give it like yeah, give it like five minutes or so, and then see if it uh it should loosen it up, and then try and see if it takes it off. Then I've noticed that the longer it sits, the better it is. Like if you just try to use it to like rub it off, it doesn't really work. Yeah, I figured that out right away. Yeah, it's not a quick rub one out kind of thing. Wow, <laughs> dirty joke, dirty <laughs> joke alert. Oh God. Adam just lost a subscriber to our show. Well, since uh, we have hit a pretty long time and we've had a lot of nonsense and whatnot, um, I hope we didn't let anybody down. We had enough just dirty enough jokes to get in here to make it worthwhile for episode 69 yeah it was fun it was actually for about 50 minutes there it was real podcast too it was weird yeah, i know strange. i don't know what happened to us <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was fun i was trying to think fun, if there's actually. anything last minute i needed to bring up and we, cover. we already covered the emo four by four I mean, there's your news between that and the axial straight axle kit. Someone needs to, I don't know. I'm going to start coming out with like our next kit's going to be called the scene kid. The scene kid. Yeah. That was like the next phase of emo. Yeah, this isn't working. Man, I really? give up. All right. Iodine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> iodine. <laughs> Maybe some amniotic fluid or something. Well, All Godspeed right, to you because I don't know. I don't really know what other suggestions you've got. Nothing you can, really. This you could just... cut out. You can cut out the windows and insert your own clear Lexan. Yeah, but trying to get it to curve to the shape of the windshield, I would imagine, would be hard. I was being halfway sarcastic, but okay. No, I mean I've seen some people do that, but hmm. wow! Everybody got to hear what I sound like. Super disappointed, so that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's a to be continued then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll let you guys know how this works out. God damn it. <laughs> on, on this week's episode of How Disappointed Is Jay? <laughs> with with other people's suggestions. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> just bad advice. Adam's bad advice. Hey, okay. It's not bad advice if it works for me. Why isn't it working for me? Because this is really upsetting. Maybe um, Team Associated uses some um, non-brake fluid solvent paint. Bro, just wipe it off. It's easy. It's freaking crazy. I must be doing it wrong. I should ask somebody on Facebook and let everybody talk shit about it. 
That would be cool. Yeah. Could do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a contest. Someone come up with a suggestion that can actually get this pain off my goddamn body. And Yeah, exactly. Win something cool. Yeah. There you go. See, there you go. Fan engagement. Yeah. Oh, and then lastly, and then we call it quits. I'm still saying for Black Friday, you got to come out with some funny, you know, um, designs for Trail Slayer. Black Metal Friday. Yep. <laughs> that would be that would be great. The Blackest Friday. Some Walmart door greeter with corpse paint on. That yep. would be our profile picture for ever. <laughs> Perfect. Yep, we're going to have our Black Metal Friday sale. Sick. Yeah. This would be the perfect time to have a Black Metal outro song. Uh, uh, yeah. I'll work on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just typing it into YouTube. I'll pick the first one. First one? I'm just trying. The first song that pops up that's Black Metal. I got it in my iTunes. We're good. Okay, I don't care about Seeger. There say, you go. Skip ads. Say Bob Seeger. <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> of course, the song has to have like a, like a theatrical. You're breaking up. I imagine at this point he's watching three Finnish men in a snowy winter uh, winter video. <laughs> in the forest, like every black metal video yeah. ever. And it'll be in black and white. One of them is carrying a torch. The other one is <laughs> you know what's just funny? off in the distance. It is what you're saying is actually happening. It's Yeah. It's, it's, shut up. It's immortal. All shall fall. And it's a black and white song. And it's Immortal's a, good, dude. It's an immortal song on top of all that. Let me know if you see any crab walks. Crab walks? Yeah. Like people doing crab walks? you never seen the Abath uh, crab no. walk? Oh, okay. Is it all super choppy so it looks scary? No. You know how they edit that and so people's movements yep, are super Yep, there's the crab super walk choppy. right there. <laughs> I've never Shut seen that mouth. video, I promise. <laughs> no way. Why are you not using technology and sharing this with us right now? Oh, you want me to share it? Okay, <laughs> here. Uh, on this audio-only podcast. It's all right. We'll provide commentary. Corpse paint, yes. Well, that drummer just looks like he's having a hell of a time. Just going through it. Their bassist is kind of fat. Maybe there's room for me in the music world after all. What? Fuck, are they standing on a cliff too on top of all of this? Yep. And that ice is not safe. Yeah. Dude, black metal's so funny. Like, how do you take it seriously? Or, or do you? Like, is it just even funny to them? Or how does that work? He's a... Abath is a pretty interesting man. 
A lot has happened to these guys since this video. Dude, he looks so angry. Yeah. Where's the crab walk? No, I'm waiting for the crab walk, damn it. Well, he's in the crab stance. He did the crab walk for a second. <laughs> that was more like the squatting down to poop walk. <laughs> I think I saw smoke coming out of somebody's guitar. That's pretty heavy. It's just really jonesing for a shit in this video. Dude, he just wiggled his ass. Did you catch that? <laughs> Did you catch the butt wiggle? Yeah. That was fantastic. Oh, the oh, crows. Crow. You gotta have crows, dude. They were standing dangerously close to the edge of that cliff. Look at their hair blowing in the wind. God damn it, this is majestic. <laughs> So majestic. Oh, oh man. shit. Who's this guy? It's a specter. Whoa, what the fuck? He's wearing a cloak. Damn. An actual cloak. Bitch, get down. You're going to hurt yourself. Did you know there's an entire genre called fantasy core? <sighs> and it's all about mythical creatures and Vikings and shit. You know... We we probably could do a whole episode on we should tell people we should have our listeners pick songs and we'll pull them up like this and we should just all watch them together and commentate the whole thing. I wonder if anyone would listen to us. That would be a sense. pretty funny show. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> a good time. It'd be like that mystery science theater show, but with music videos. Well, Actually, it's, it's kind of like Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, right? when they'd watch the MTV. Real life Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> It cracks me up. I love King Diamond, but that cracks me up when they play that King Diamond video and he comes on and he's, you know, in his like vampire outfit and they're just like, uh, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> this, this isn't good. <laughs> oh my God. Dude, this is so funny. There's got to be a way that we could do like a Zoom call or something and do it live on Facebook and be able to have people see the video along with us. Yeah, they can't. The audio, though, they can't. They would get copyright strikes and taken down. God damn it! So okay, so when we were doing Skype, did you hear? Did you hear the music at all, or was no. it just no? No, no. Oh, I didn't okay. hear anything. Share your screen, oh. not your audio. If I was watching it, you guys could hear it though. Gotcha. Oh, okay. So we really might be able to pull that off. Actually, this could happen. Yeah. I say. I say we need to make it happen. I mean, I guess you don't need the, I mean, I don't know. And in, in some ways you almost don't need the analysis of the, the music, but. It's more funny watching what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. So what could work and you could post this to Facebook is that we could watch the video and do like the silent analysis of the video. And then there's nothing to strike. And then it could actually be posted. And people are just listening to us talk about something we're watching that they aren't seeing. Well, no, you could post it. You'd post it as a video. Because oh, I could, okay. could, you can, you know, re record the screen. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. We need to do that. That would be pretty funny because we've all talked a lot about doing some sort of a music podcast at some point. Yeah. Yeah. God damn it. That video was good shit, dude. <laughs> I just I told you I was picking the first one that popped up. There was there has been you know what's weird? This is actually for being such a fucked up year, 
there has been some really good music released this year. Yeah. I listened to that Varsity album that you had yep. sent me the link to, the two songs off of that. That's going to be really good. Villain of the Story has a new album out called Bloodshot that's super good. There's just a lot of good stuff right now. Dude, um, Bring Me the Horizons, latest release. Haven't seen... Oh, their album, you mean? Their album. Yeah, the yeah, post... Yeah, that's super good. Survival, Apocalypse, whatever the hell it's called. You know who you need to check out at some point is Lost Society. I really think both of you guys would like them. Yeah. It's very thrash metal-ish. And uh, I I just, I think you guys would dig it because there's not many people making music the way that they are still, you know? Hmm. Like one of their older songs, which is super, super funny, which I hope I don't make anyone mad saying this, but um, is it on Terror Hungry? No. What'd you say? Um, brain dead metalhead, piss out my ass, toxic avenger, kill those who oppose me, fast loud death. I have a song called "Fuck Off and Die" featuring Jack Grisham. Sure, this isn't just napalm death. <laughs> it's kind of funny. No, they had one of them. They had a song called, let me see if it was on Brain Dead, PST 88. Which is like super 80s headbanger party-ish. Like, it, it's it's pretty funny. Hmm. All right. It's nine. It's nineteen eighty eight metal style, which is pretty. It's. I think you'd like it. But check them out when you get a chance. Their latest album's called um, No Absolution, and uh, there's a song called Deliver Me that they have a video of, and it's pretty great, dude. There's so many like hair flips and stuff, and angry faces, the way that like James Hetfield used to do and stuff, and yeah, pretty great. For the record, music videos are corny. Some are good. There are some that are good. This Can you one's think super of one? corny, but it's also why it makes it rad. Because hmm. it's really funny. Well, all right. Yeah, you never have like music videos. No. No. It's because I always like think about how awkward it must be to make one. And then when we saw the guy at Cap Sani recording his music video, it just confirmed. Oh, how did we never talk? We about never that? talked about this. Dude, Adam, this was a funny day. Are we doing? Are we talking about this one tonight? Or are we just getting that out of the way? Let's just get it out All of the right. way because it's right. really damn funny. I'll let you. I'll let you uh, tell it. Me? No, you do it. I've talked too much already. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, there's well, there's not really much for me to say. We were at well, Cap Sandy. A lot about it, so that's why you're better off saying it. We went filming the weekend, I think, before our. Um, our uh, Clay Alum trip, uh, when we got all that film, when we did all those videos, we, we went to Cap Sandy the week before that because that was actually supposed to be a bit of a media grab. I didn't really get any good footage out of it, so none of that's really seen the light of day besides a couple quick Instagram promos. But 
um, we went on Memorial Day and there was a guy there recording his music video. And so, I mean, I have absolutely no idea who he was and I think nobody does. And I think that might be the point, but it was definitely hip hop. It was definitely hip hop. We know that he had a old, um, he had like an old Cadillac, but like, it wasn't a nice one, but you knew that's why he had it. He and hose too, didn't he have hose? No. I thought oh, maybe that was just regular hose hanging out. No, they were just there. Those those people were just there. Um and so then this guy, you know, his bro is you know recording that you're know, recording him with the gimbal and they like put the the boom box off to the side so you can't see it. So that way he, but it was like it was quiet because he was trying to not disturb everybody. But so that way he could like dance along and, and, and rap with it. It was one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. I mean, I had to give it to the guy for just going out there and just doing it. But it was cringy as fuck. And I, there's yeah. no way you could have got me to do that. Yeah. So it was just confirmed everything I've ever felt about music videos and thought about what it must have been like to make that. It was so funny. Oh, my God. We're just like, dude, what is happening? This is like the most fucking scenic hip-hop video. If you want to see, yeah, if you want to see, like, really corny video and think about, like, what this must have been like at the time. I'm a huge Judas Priest fan, but go watch the music video to a Judas Priest Turbo Lover and let me know how far into it you make. I can't imagine what that was like to film. (laughs) Really? Yeah, it's so funny. It is so funny. I'm familiar with the song, but I've never seen the video at all yeah good time for music bad time for music videos Ugh. so that would have been what early 80s probably that would have been 86 i i can't wait honestly i'm just typing it in right now because <laughs> i want to see this <laughs> oh wow rob helford had hair too yep there's a motorcycle oh dude oh there's several Really? God damn, iPhone 12's out already? Right. So upsetting. Oh, look at that. They're straight up Mad Max style. We should totally do an episode like this. Yeah. And it's all like photo negative recorded. Whoa. Look at him just sit there and sway back and forth. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is terrible. Right? No speed limit. Helmet laws enforced. And it's sick because they're not wearing helmets. That's the point. (sighs) When did they get to do some really quick turbo loving? Never. Oh, I'll be right. I'll be right back. They're wearing Belmoto three helmets. Twenty eight million views. That is twenty eight million disappointed people. Yeah, this is literally the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Are you watching it, Adam? 
uh, we have no shared screen thing, so what am I supposed to be watching? Oh, I, I thought you might have looked it up, too. The video for Turbo Lover. No. Here. It's so bad. I don't know what Travis is doing, but... I like how when you type in Turbo, that's like the fourth like suggestion. It's so bad and corny. I love it. My God. Five point seven thousand thumbs down. That's a brutal hit to the ego. Dude, I feel like this song should be on uh, Top Gun. It's so bad. I mean, like, catastrophically bad. This has to be when music videos were, like, in their infancy. Holy hell, that's funny. I wonder what Trav's doing. I hope he hurries up, because I have to blow my nose really bad. I guess I can just mute my mic really quick. Do you hear me blow my nose or was it okay? I'm like the only one here right now. I feel scared and alone. Someone, anyone? Is anybody there? I've returned. You have. Dude, that video is terrible. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> but, like, terrible in the best possible way, though. Yeah. That must be really old. Like I was telling Adam, it's got to be like from when music videos were in their infancy. Yeah. I love how it's all like superimposed in really bright colors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there's so much hip swaying too. The, the one where the guitarist kind of like looks over his shoulder and just stares at the camera with that little grin and then turns away real fast. Yeah. He's all like being super flirty. It was so funny. <laughs> He was making love to the camera right then. He's owning it. He was. That's some funny shit. Adam's watching it now. I was watching it. You had to turn it off. <laughs> yeah. Well, it reminds, like I said, dude, that song sounds like it should be on freaking Top Gun. It's got that same kind of beat to it. Yeah. I'm your turbo never. All right, well, 
Do you think we should uh, spare our listeners? <laughs> I think so. I hope you guys enjoyed the extended episode. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I guess we'll uh, have to put out a feeler and see if they want to hear us criticize uh, music videos and they can <laughs> enter in music videos for us to watch. You guys just let us know what you think about that. There's a lot of ways it could go. It could be songs we suggest, like our own favorite songs, and then we could ruin them by watching the music video of songs we like and tear it apart. We could do that. There's there's a lot of stuff we could do. Yeah. No country music, though. We need to make that really clear. Why not? Because the entire thing would just be us talking shit the entire time. Not necessarily. No, it would. You're not a country fan, are you? Please tell me you don't listen to country. Only certain country. Does Michelle listen to country? No. Dude, all girls like country for some reason. She's like me. She likes the old original country, like 90s country, not the shit that's out now. Like Brooks and Dunn? Brooks and Dunn, the original, like the, like, um, what's his name's, um, fucking, I can't even think of his name right now. Garth Brooks. Yeah, Garth Brooks, um, Toby Keith, all the original guys that came out with like quality stuff, not like the stuff. Now it's just pop. There's, it's not country. Yeah, it's, it's bad. It's very bad. Well, all right. Uh, I'll talk to all of you later. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Good night.